Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast that delivers cutting-edge food as medicine solutions for optimal health. Allie Miller is a nutrition expert sought up by the media and America's top medical institutes for her revolutionary functional medicine interventions. From disease treatment to prevention, every episode will empower you with ways to put yourself back in control of your health. Please note, the topics discussed are for educational purposes only. Now welcome, Integrative Dietitians Allie Miller and her co-host Becky Yu. Welcome to episode 380 of the Naturally Nourished Podcast. In today's episode, we are answering the question, why test your micronutrients? And we will discuss what deficiency trends tell you. We're going to cover a cellular micronutrient analysis, which is an advanced lab assessment that we run in clinic and actually offer online as well. And we'll review some case studies and discuss how correcting micronutrient deficiency can actually be the turning point for your health and wellness. Yes. So over two years ago, that seems crazy. I remember sitting and recording that episode mm-hmm. 261. Uh, Becky and I shared our results uh, back in 2021. And um, that was where we went through each of our own blood draw and kind of unpacked each area. And then in episode 247, we also did a deep dive called drug induced nutrient deficiency, where we talked about five common medications and the areas of concern of how those can drive deficiency and then can create more side effects and symptoms. Yes. And then we've done many episodes where we talk about, um, they're actually some of the most popular where we cover like three micronutrients Mm -hmm. at a time, or we might actually more recently just hone in on one like vitamin D or carnitine or vitamin C, um, and talking about some of the studies and reasons that you might be deficient in those and what repletion can do for you. Um, but if you want to just hear kind of the overall importance of why one might be deficient, um, I'd also recommend checking out, um, episode 177 and 178, which were why you need supplements part one and two. Yes. And then as Becky said, in today's episode, we're going to comb through a couple case studies as well as how micronutrient analysis has served as the aha in many of our patients and our own personal wellness journey. Before we get into all of that and more, let's just have a quick word for our sponsor for this episode, Wild Foods. Yes. Wild Foods believes, like us, that real food can be medicine. And this is a company that puts quality, sustainability, and health first in all of their products. They have everything from coffee to turmeric to medicinal mushrooms, and every single product is painstakingly sourced from small farms around the globe. They've partnered with us to give you guys an exclusive discount. So when you use the code AllieMillerRD, you're going to get 12% off of your order. Some of my favorites to add to your cart is their wild vanilla, which is hand harvested whole vanilla beans without alcohol in there or glycerol. So no added carb or liver impact, uh, just beautiful wild vanilla bean. Um, they have a fantastic matcha from stone ground green tea leaves, uh, getting that boost of L-theanine and EGCG there. And, um, they have what is a really big crowd favorite and one of mine, Cocotropic, which is a wild superfood elixir. It is a combination of wild 
cacao with reishi and chaga mushroom extract, as well as raw maca powder and wild turmeric. This can be sipped like a hot cocoa. You can add in a scoop of our pure collagen and really make it medicinal or add it to a mug of bone broth and blend that in for a protein boost. Um, but this is a really great nootropic, a way to support brain chemistry and focus and concentration, uh, as well as improving mood and aiding in relaxation. Uh, so that could be a really great nightcap or way to start your day. Go on over to wildfoods.co uh, and use the code AllieMillerRD at checkout. You'll get 12% off your order. So you can check out real food, real ingredients at wildfoods.co. Okay, so let's kick off with why consider a micronutrient test, and let's just start to unpack how the cellular nutrient analysis is going to be different than like a serum B12 test or a serum yes. vitamin D test that you get at your doctor's office. Yes. So a quality micronutrient test is the best way to know your body's nutritional status. And we love to use this cellular nutrient analysis as an annual wellness check-in. And this can be a great way for understanding how your body literally functions based on nutritional levels of demand. So if we see deficiency patterns, we know that there's a higher stress or a higher need in that category or that area of function of your body. Now, a standard lab draw using serum, which is, you know, just the blood that's going to be flowing through your vessels or plasma, if you will. Um, this is going to be a poor indicator of nutrition status. It's just what's floating through transiently. It's not a true indicator of what's available on an intracellular level or an actual level of functional utilization and need. And when we look at metabolism and our biochemical reactions, these all take place intracellularly, not in the serum that's floating through your vessels. Uh, so when we're looking at vitamins, minerals, amino acids, or protein building, blocks, fatty acids. These are utilized within our cells to produce energy, to manufacture enzymes, to manufacture hormones, basically every building block from tissue to everything in our body to neurotransmitter. Um, this is what is necessary to sustain life. And all too often deficiency of micronutrients is enough to drive cellular disruption, which can lead to whole body dysfunction or disease. Okay. And so when we're talking this intracellular assessment, we're looking at more of a long-term analysis. And I yes. always tell my clients, it's like a four to six month window of your status versus that serum, which could be influenced by the food you ate last night, or you took your multivitamin the day before yes. and you look sufficient when in fact on a cellular level, you might not be getting that at all. Right. And so some people might see an influx of a serum B12 level mm -hmm. because that's a water soluble vitamin. Uh, so that breaks down and passes in the serum. Um, but that does not mean that that's actually what's being delivered into your cells. Right. And that means that that B12 might not even be helping you, even if it's seen high in the serum. Mm -hmm. So uh, we don't freak out about a high B12 in the serum. We like to look big picture at the cellular nutrient analysis. And the way that this mechanism works is through white blood cell proliferation. So basically, Basically, it measures micronutrients based on lymphocytes, a specific type of uh, white blood cells, the ability of our T and B lymphocytes to produce or proliferate. Um, and so the cellular micronutrient assay tests for insufficiencies in these various forms of nutrients in our cells. And um, this is going to provide us 52 different vitamins, minerals, and amino acids. Okay. 
Let's just go a little deeper on the mechanisms, I guess, of this lab. Um, so you noted intracellular, um, and then it's white blood cell. What exactly do they do and how does that turn out with these results? Yeah. So the lymphocytes are separated from the patient's whole blood. So it's just a standard blood draw. Okay. And it's two vials of blood that will be drawn for you and shipped off to the lab. The lab is located in Texas, but you can get the blood drawn in any state. And um, these lymphocytes are going to be separated at that lab location from your whole blood sample. And the patient's own serum is added back to the lymphocytes. And this is what differentiates from SpectraCell, which was the past company that we worked with. Um, They use a perfect medium, but we love how this actually uses the lymphocytes added back to your own serum because it's the closest to an in vivo experiment or or essay, if you will, or I guess um, examination, not experiment, but examination or assessment, right? Um, The cells are then stimulated with a mitogen, which is an agent that's going to cause cell division or breakdown and a baseline and proliferation rates are determined. So basically how that cell replicates or survives. The lymphocyte growth rate is stimulated without the addition of micronutrients as a baseline. And then micronutrients are added to the lymphocyte slash culture one at a time. And these proliferation rates or the metabolic intracellular activity is going to be compared at that baseline and um, is going to be an independent variable is the specific presence of the micronutrient. Um, And so based on that level of proliferation, we can understand what degree of insufficiency. So basically a red functional deficiency is 120% or greater proliferation variance. Uh, which means increased activity and function for the nutrients required. And then a borderline yellow is going to be seen at 110 to 119% of that greater proliferation with that nutrient. And if the nutrition nutrient level is sufficient, there will be no significant growth shift. So meaning that there's no additional micronutrient needed to influence the dynamic on that cellular level. Got it. So it's kind of like the nutrients that your cells are sucking up the most mm-hmm. of are the ones that they need the most of yes. in this test, right? Yes. Just to really simplify it. Um, and, and as you mentioned, this is, you know, the closest to in vivo in your own serum. Um, and it's not only about cells as the serum factors are going to come into play as the medium mm-hmm. um, versus again, using a supplemented or a perfect medium. This means the serum holds the impact of those lifestyle factors like toxicity, Mm -hmm. exercise, sleep disturbance, you know, antioxidant depleting activities that you engage in, et cetera. Yes. And I think, you know, one of the biggest, so, so it's the most accurate micronutrient assessment available on the market. Um, so we're really happy to offer that assessment. It's on AllieMillerRD.com. And we used to do this alongside with an antioxidant protection essay, um, but that does add an extra hundred dollars on. So we've now shifted our online lab to just be the cellular micronutrient essay. And this allows a lot more of an affordable price point for consumers. And if you stay tuned to the end of the episode, we will give you a discount code as well. If you're interested in running this and you're a timely podcast listener, uh, this code will be live through the end of March of 2024. So stay tuned to the end of the episode to hear that. Oh yeah. That alone is going to be worth it. Um, and, um, I just want to put to bed this question that I know we'll get right. Um, but I eat a balanced diet. I exercise and, I take my multi or I even take, you know, five of your supplements from the naturally Mm -hmm. nourished line, Um, you know, but individuals will still show deficiencies. Why 
is that? Yeah. So um, I think that this can be used as well as an assessment of maybe what you don't need to supplement sure. with or supplement with as, as aggressively. If you're yeah. seeing that you have 0% deficiency, you might reduce, let's say, your CoQ10 to every other day. And mm -hmm. so this lab could help you with cost savings, but there's definitely overlooked often deficiencies. And deficiencies are unique to the individual's demand. And that's something that I think is always important to identify. So increased demand would be seen in an individual that's a marathon runner. They're gonna burn through antioxidants, through oxidative stress more. Um, or an individual exposed to toxins is gonna be burning through antioxidants more because of that oxidative stress, maybe their environmental workload that they're exposed to. Increased demand could be a high-powered, type A worker, um, whether an attorney or a medical professional that's burning the midnight oil and is burning through their serotonin and GABA as their landing gear of the stress response. We might see depletion of glutamine, for instance. We might see deficiency of tryptophan, a precursor to that serotonin. Um, and so whenever we're looking at deficiency, that's part that I like to understand is why are we deficient in that nutrient? So we're not just playing whack-a-mole and giving a band-aid for each deficiency hole. We're actually looking at how we can, from the root cause, address that pathway. And we'll get into that in a moment when we unpack some case studies. So beyond the increased demand, we can also see an inability to absorb or use. This could be secondary to leaky gut. This could be secondary to hypochlorhydria. Maybe someone has diluted stomach acid and not a um, acidic enough pH in their gastric pouch. So they're not um, activating the absorption of, of amino acids maybe, or they are not able to absorb iron or B12. That's something that we often will see with um, buffered stomach acidity. Um, they might not be able to use the nutrient if it's in a non-methylated form and they have MTHFR. So there could be biochemical genetic individuality that impacts absorption and use. And then there's also absorption issues, of course, with different medications. Um, someone that would have pancreatic issues also won't make as many enzymes. Someone on a proton pump inhibitor is inhibiting their stomach acidity. Um, and then if they're on a diuretic, let's say for blood pressure, they're going to see absorption issues or dilution issues or depletion, if you will, of electrolytes and nutrients like magnesium. And then we can see, of course, inadequate intake as maybe the most obvious, um, but this could be in, as I'll unpack today, someone that's doing a quote unquote perfect diet, like someone that was doing a carnivore approach and only eating red meat, mm -hmm. but we saw that the amino acids that are actually seen in dark poultry to be clinically deficient sure. because yeah, yeah. there wasn't enough biodiversity in that diet. So inadequate intake could be because of an elimination diet. It could be, of course, a vegetarian having inadequate intake of particular meat-based nutrients, or just based on a limited diet that you think is perfect or buzzworthy, you might not be getting enough diversity. Yes. Or you're just yep. not eating clean and yep. getting enough variety. Totally. Um, and yeah, I love this assessment for that reason that I get to sit down and not only do we troubleshoot your supplements for the ones that are severe deficiencies, but we also get to talk the whole session about food in abundance and create goals and even, you know, pairings that maybe you haven't thought about, or you're like, Oh, I used to eat salmon roe all the time, but I forgot about it. And surely I could bring that back in to yes. up my CoQ10 and my DHA. Like that's yes. a no brainer for yes. me. So in some sense, you know, when we're supplementing with intention and 
guided with this information of a nutritional assessment, we can come out of the space as a flourishing tree with robust, diverse branches, if you will. Um, and when we intervene with something else, like an over-the-counter or a prescriptive medication, we're like sawing off a limb or we're going to see a dead root system as well as additional areas of imbalance, maybe secondary to the effects of the medication itself. So we're really working upstream medicine. If the body is dysfunctional or demonstrating a symptom with functional approaches and targeted nutritional therapy, we can biochemically enhance the physiology of the body. So we're actually working from the root cause and we can even prevent symptoms that maybe haven't even manifested when we're looking at their trends. Totally. And, and you know, I love doing this test too with somebody who comes in, they used to come physically into the office with a yep. shopping bag full of supplements and mm -hmm. they're on every which thing, or now they send me a list, hopefully ahead of our initial assessment, mm -hmm. um, but they want to pare it down or they don't know how, or they think they need all these things. And we run this assessment and sure enough, like even though they're taking, I guess, back to the CoQ10, maybe it's a suboptimal form. Sure. Uh, maybe it's a form that hasn't done their due diligence to prevent against oxidation. So they're not actually getting the stated active dosage yeah. on that capsule. Um, and we're able to pare things down, synergize, and be super intentional with the results that we get. Yes. Um, so let's maybe, you know, talk through these case studies because again it's like one of the most fun yes. um, assessments that we do just because I think you really will see your story reflected back in your results I know I certainly did yeah. postpartum when I did it with Noah I'm yet to do it with Mabel but I am intrigued and interested it's on the docket for this year for yes. sure yes well yeah. and maybe we'll do another episode in half a year sure <laughs> when we get this yeah. under our belts because Absolutely. You know, I think what's so lovely about looking at a micronutrient assessment is that it works with abundance. So we're not just giving a pill per deficiency. You know, we're not just saying you're low in serine, so you need phosphatidylserine at this dosage and you're low in B6 and you need that. We're actually finding synergistic supplementation like Calm and Clear, for instance, that would cover both of those mm -hmm. areas of focus. And you're deficient because of the stress you've been under. So, yes. hey. <laughs> yes. So I think, you know, addressing really that root cause is mm -hmm. huge. And then the abundance side of thing with food as medicine is we will identify of each nutritional deficiency specific nutrient rich foods that you can eat as a prescription, if you will, to replete. So we're using the supplementation to address the driver of the why of deficiency. Like maybe we're doing a hydrochloric acid challenge to rev up your digestive juices and checking to make sure you're not drinking um, alkaline water, for instance, and other things that might mess with that pH. So some lifestyle changes there and then some supplement strategy, and that will trickle down the line, but then we'll also be working with eating the foods that are rich in the amino acids that were deficient as well as maybe the B12. Totally. All right. So let's hit this case study of a postmenopausal woman um, with weight gain despite doing everything right. Um, she has anxiety and disrupted sleep. Um, and we saw on her micronutrient panel, she was deficient in vitamin A, tyrosine, B12, and serine. Okay. So we're looking at, as a big picture here, some impact on thyroid and stress access. So vitamin A deficiency actually can be closely related to thyroid gland impairment, and um, it has a frequent association with iodine deficiency as well. 
um, retinoids or that fat soluble form of vitamin A play a role in the development and maturation of our thyroid cells um, on a genetic level. Um, and so the first thing that I looked at with this woman was actually getting her on my thyroid optimizer, which has that vitamin A in there. We checked her multivitamin and unlike our multi-defense and our multi-avail mama, she only had a carotenoid form, whereas all of our vitamin A supplementation has mixed carotenoids plus a retinoic or fat soluble form of vitamin A. So it might be palmitate or retinoic acid, um, but you're going to get a fat soluble plus a mixed carotenoid. And so we switched that up as well uh, because she likely was not absorbing that just carotenoid based of the, the vegetarian form, if you will, in the water soluble form of vitamin A. And then in the thyroid optimizer, we were able to provide additional vitamin A plus tyrosine. And tyrosine is the biggest thing I think of with thyroid because tyrosine is the precursor to make thyroxine. And thyroxine is that T4 or that inactive form of the thyroid hormone. Um, and what's interesting is tyrosine has a two-part. It also produces dopamine. So we can see individuals that have low tyrosine to have more chronic snacking or food-seeking frequency um, and cravings. And what I think is really interesting about what comes to light in exploring these results with a patient is that they can feel validated. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, like, yeah, I have been dealing with a lot of hunger and I was just about to do the beat the bloat cleanse. But actually it's interesting to hear from you that I don't seem to have deficiency trends that would look microbiome based. This seems to be more in the HPA access. Um, and so we would also look into tyrosine rich foods for this individual. We talked about seeking duck eggs at the farmer's market. We talked about doing, um, the force of nature, uh, pasture raised chicken wings, um, as a great source of bone in, skin on, dark quality poultry. Um, we looked at uh, B12 and serine as being areas on the stress story where B12 deficiency can drive anxiety, issues with neurological health, and um, of course, energy. And she was feeling fatigued. Um, so I did bring in as a supplemental option B12 boost to be taken sublingually. Um, and then ensure that she was overall meeting her protein goals, which she was too low in protein. She was only getting mm -hmm. about 40 to 60 grams of protein a day. We upped that to 80 grams because by doing so, she's going to also get more tyrosine and serine, which yes. are amino acids, right? Um, and uh, when she's using a scoop of the grass-fed whey, grass-fed whey is a really rich form of serine as well. So we put together a specific food as medicine smoothie, um, where we also employed some guidance from her antioxidant protection side of things. Um, but serine is connected to the stress story because it plays a role with cortisol metabolism. Um, and there is that phosphatidylserine as I referenced earlier in the calm and clear. So the calm and clear and thyroid optimizer became daily. Calm and Clear still has the methyl B12 in there. So she was getting that supplemented. Uh, but we brought in, like I said, that B12 boost for occasional use as desired as a midday pick-me-up. Um, and I told her to watch her indicator of her neuropathy, which is the tingling sensation of the hands and feet of when, uh, how long she would need to use that B12 boost as an added element to 
replete that deficiency because that neuropathy or tingling is a big symptom of that B12 deficiency. And again, when she meets her protein goals with animal-based proteins, she's also crossing that box. Totally. And and so you'd be looking at probably three to six months where she has to take that B12 boost more often mm-hmm. and then potentially weaning that down to as needed or never. Um, and then the calm and clear probably stays in and the, hopefully the protein becomes a habit so that we don't get into this mess in the first place. And did you have her do any organs for the B12 and the vitamin A? I'm sure you did. Yes. So yeah. we talked about, of course, liver and uh, various forms. I sent her the um, ancestral chicken nuggets recipe that we've done mm-hmm. on YouTube. We can link that in here. Um, and we talked about a goal of oysters as well. So she'd get some iodine to further support yes. that thyroid health. Love it. Awesome. Um, and she probably felt so freaking empowered. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. Um, how about this guy? A biohacker carnivore, again, doing everything right, but under high stress and also processing trauma. Mm-hmm. So we saw low pantothenate. Um, so this is B5, and we often trend this with a stress response. Uh, functionally deficient calcium, tryptophan, and choline. And calcium was actually the biggest area where he had deficiency trends, and it was in those like Charlie horse Mm, muscle mm -hmm. cramps. Um, Often we think of magnesium there, but his magnesium was fine. It was the calcium. And interestingly enough, um, when we started this session, some of the question was on, you know, hey, should I try to incorporate raw milk? And I was like, well, your micronutrient test says yes. yes. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. So it was very cool for him to feel like this N equals one of like, okay, this is what I need. Maybe not what this particular carnivore influencer says I need, but I've read interesting things on immunoglobulins and, oh, now it looks like I need the calcium. Mm -hmm. So we actually took that next level and talked about adding in grass-fed whey and also a full fat uh, quality yogurt. And then even supporting that calcium with bone in fish and sesame seed. Um, I did a screen for calcium deficiency as far as bone breakage from you know sports activities or car accidents. None of that had happened. Um, and so we started with just the food as medicine in that world uh, because I felt like that's a dynamic to go from dairy-free for two plus totally. years and yeah, yeah. bring in three sources yep. <laughs> regularly. Versus if this was like a mama postpartum, yes. I would have put her on osteofactors awesome. plus those other recommendations. But yes. this guy did it to himself with his all meat diet, yes. I think. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's the change there. Yep. And then in the world of the pantothenate, tryptophan, and choline, what was interesting is, you know, a lot of egg consumption was already happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and interestingly enough, a lot of liver. And so this is where I said, well, I think that we need to maybe work on a, because um, they were all trace B vitamins. Mm-hmm. So the pantothenate was functionally low. Um, but I did put him on the B complex mm-hmm. to support that choline as an actual dosage there. Of course, we emphasized liver again and um, support of bacon and egg yolk. Um, And then for the tryptophan and pantothenate, well, the pantothenate was hit with the Mm B-complex as well. And the tryptophan was a food as medicine swap, as I already alluded to earlier, of adding back in poultry, uh, which had been out of the diet, as well as wild-caught fish, Mm -hmm. which is another great source of tryptophan. Yes. All right. Love it. And And again, he's probably feeling... (laughs) 
more robust in his diet. Yeah, and and, you know. and we didn't add. We did have adaptogen boost already in, mm-hmm. um, but he was he actually had not opened it. <laughs> so there you go. Yep. So get the adaptogen boost happening as well, and um, that's going to help at least the stress demand yeah. part of things. But we talked also about support for stress response and doing things like rebounding, uh, vagus nerve um, movements. I sent him a YouTube video on how to release the vagus nerve mm-hmm. and um, you know grounding and different ways to stay parasympathetic. I recommended not cold plunging sure. because his body's showing too much stress demand yeah. at this time. Yeah, yeah. So cool that you can Sometimes see that. Sometimes less is more. This test, yeah. 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 Let's do one more. Okay, let's do this one. Chronic fatigue and brain fog. Um, low iron, glutamine, CoQ10, and carnitine. Okay, so generally when I see low iron on a cell um, nutritional analysis, I will always follow up with a CBC because I want to make sure, do they have clinical anemia? This mm-hmm. individual did. Okay. Um, and so when you have a CBC that has a low hemoglobin and hematocrit, um, then we want to be beyond mindful of the multi-defense with iron. Um, we want to then consider after six weeks of use with a multivitamin with iron, which would be the multi-defense with iron, um, or you could do for a higher iron dosage, the multi-avail mama, once it's confirmed anemia. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, for this individual, added in another iron supplement once we got that con- um confirmation because she was short of breath. She had uh, paleness on the tongue and the gums. Um, And, you know, you need iron for your thyroid to function as well. And so this Mm -hmm. individual had greatly vacillating thyroid lab values. Um, And when I see that, I'm concerned about the iron deficiency anemia maybe being due to toxic metals. Sure. Um, So we looked at also a comprehensive panel that looked at percent saturation of iron, total iron binding capacity, um, and transferrin or the carrying protein there. Um, All that looked fine. And so we're just looking at the clinical deficiency, but because we were low in glutamine as well, I also saw a lot of trace B vitamins that were low. This was a hypochlorhydria concern. Mm, I was going to say either that or vegan vegetarian or maybe a history of that too. And maybe just not eating enough food. Um, This individual was doing one 24 hour fast every week um, and was pretty OMOD in their Mm -hmm. eating style. Um, So we did a hydrochloric acid challenge using apple cider vinegar. Um, We brought in the GI lining support for the glutamine. Um, For the CoQ10, we brought in organs that were also rich in iron. So we got a little two for one there. And I brought in actually the um, Noble Origins powdered Mm -hmm. teaspoon as a daily food as medicine supplement. And then we did bring in the carnitine complex because this individual was really frustrated with also some body fat accumulation. Um, And that carnitine complex can aid in body fat burn by producing ketones, which will also help with that fatigue and brain fog. Totally. I love it. Um, and have you followed up with any of these clients yet or were these recent? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Two have been recent. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, the cool thing is, is we can start to see improvements where again, that strategic supplementation will really fill the void. Mm-hmm. But then we get that synergy of food as medicine of kind of bringing things above water, if you will. Um, and this is just, again, so superior to how pharmacology interferes with a pathway or receptor right. or literally how the body was designed to function to try to quote unquote fix it. But when we're approaching with micronutrient deficiency, we're understanding the whys and providing the what is needed. Um, and it's just so fun to see these outcomes. We've seen outcomes with fertility after multiple attempts with infertility. We've seen um, results with 
conditions like ADHD, um, of course, diabetes, anything in the metabolic health world, things like hypertension, where we see deficiency trends in minerals. And um, again, if you have not tried a micronutrient test, um, this is definitely a call to action to check it out. I think that, like I said, both Becky and I myself have learned a lot from my own results. And um, it's something that I definitely honor to do regularly to keep understanding what my body is telling me and to just kind of take a, a recalibration, reset, and and prioritize an abundance. I love that. Unlike maybe an elimination diet, you're not removing things, sure. you're eating more of things. Yep. And so yep. that's always and fun. Like a reminder of goals that you might've set for yourself years ago and stopped doing for whatever reason. And, and also knowing that there are different seasons and the body changes based on stress demands, having a kid, an injury, an illness, death in the family, like whatever it is. Um, so this is one that I like to run, you know, with my wellness clients who really aren't doing anything else big picture, deep dive, and they're just kind of mm-hmm. wanting to coast. I like to do it, you know, annually mm-hmm. if possible as a wellness check, but also a check-in of like, okay, we got up to like 12 supplements and you're feeling overwhelmed by that. Let's check in and see if this, that, and the other, the other thing are still needed. And we always come out with like a whole new plan and, and kind of seeing things with fresh eyes, which is really cool. Yes. So you can do the micronutrient panel for just $450 over at AllieMillerRD.com under shop under labs. Um, And it is just $450 for the micronutrient panel. And then you can use the code MNT25 to save $25 additionally off of that through the end of March. All right. I will put that code in the show notes and be sure to link all of the other relevant podcasts in case this is an area that you really want to deep dive into, but what a great step for your wellness for 2024. Thank you for listening to the Naturally Nourished podcast. Visit our blog at AllieMillerRD.com for recipes, wellness tips, and food as medicine meal plans. Connect with Allie and Becky at AllieMillerRD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay nourished and be well.